Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Jared Stansberry and Rob Gray up here in Ames, Iowa, overlooking beautiful Jack Tri Stadium. Not going to play here for a couple weeks, but the Cyclones getting ready for their game against UNLV. Just got out of Matt Campbell's press conference. Rob, uh, can we get an update on the raspberries? I've been able to pick some more. I think the Yellow Jackets have uh, hit their peak. Mm-hmm. They're down a little bit. Now, now the real problem is there are these little black bugs that I pick them off and I look and there might be one in there. So maybe I eat a stray one here or there, but uh, starting to get close to the type of output I want. Lots of young berries on there yet, so I'm very, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful that uh, I'll be able to harvest a pint or more a day pretty soon here. Is there any concern in your mind that the yellow jackets could have uh, nested inside of the raspberries, and then you could grow, have yellow jackets growing inside of you? Fortunately, uh, that's scientifically impossible. So um, I believe. Uh, now, now they're a ground nester, the, the yellow jacket. So you got to be careful. I don't think the nest is that close, though. I've investigated. They just uh, found the raspberries be irresistible, just as we do, and uh, <laughs> got a new uh, battle plan against them for next year. So we'll see what happens. Okay, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, the Cyclones will have a, ba- a new battle plan for this weekend. When I they... need a sense of urgency. Just yeah, like the Cyclones. right. You need a sense of urgency, just like the Cyclones. Uh, hopefully, the Cyclones will have a little bit more of a sense of urgency this weekend when they go out to play UNLV. Uh, not much conversation about the running Rebs today no. during Coach Campbell's press conference. He did talk about the respect for, that they have for the program, a young team. Um, I don't think that they're too focused on – I think they're pretty focused on themselves right now, moreover what, what the opponent is going to do. Yeah, no question. That's something they've always done in, in the wake of a, of a tough loss, right? We're going to focus on ourselves, and if we do the things – we need to, if we if we can clean up our execution, um, you know, we're going to make the improvements necessary in order to have the type of season we expect to have. And and nowhere could that be more true than than uh, coming off of that loss on Saturday, the way that it happened. You know, it, kind of like a textbook on steroids of how Iowa beats Iowa State <laughs> in recent years. So um, a lot of folks on themselves, and, and as Coach Campbell said reiterated that he believes in those guys and he's got to make sure they're in a position to execute on all those plays whether it be Tariq fielding that punt near midfield not letting it bounce whether it be you know uh, some mistakes uh, you know in the in the passing game and all that and and he was as good and dynamic as he's been and he usually is but as I've, I've been around him today um, and I know you talked to him a little bit on the side too and he was great there. I mean, I think, I think it was a very disappointing and humbling loss. Again, partly because of the way that it happened and who it happened to. But uh, you know, we've seen how they responded to that in the past, and that's put together four straight bowl seasons and a best ever New Year's Six bowl win over Oregon. So, uh, very interesting day. A lot, a lot to, a lot to sink your teeth into, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think the, the another thing that we need to bring up is. The amount of confidence that he still has in Brock to, mm-hmm. you know, bounce back after the performance, and he talked a lot about how not many of those mistakes that Brock made can really be put onto Brock, you know, and it's it comes down to, and this is a question that I asked him. It, sometimes it just comes down to somebody's got to make a play, mm-hmm. whether that means catch the ball when it hits yeah. you in the hands, you know, get the defensive lineman's hands down, mm-hmm. don't allow them to get their hands up in the air and tip the ball. Uh, 
you know, I think the one play, the, the throw he thought that he said that you probably would really want back is the first one, the first interception mm -hmm. that he threw. And I think that we would probably all agree on that. I would have agreed on that after watching the game. I would have said, really, the only one that I think you can really hit him on is the first one, and that was a really bad throw. Yeah, <laughs> well, it needed to be out at least a second earlier, if not a couple yeah. seconds earlier. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, whatever. You move on. You don't want it to turn into two more that can become products of other things. But that – I think that that's a lot of what this boils down to for Iowa State now offensively is you need your best players to just make plays, mm -hmm. you know, and we haven't seen that happen, whether it's because Brees has been dinged up, whether it's because Charlie's been dinged up, whatever it might be. We've really only seen it happen one time where you saw one of Iowa State's best players just go and make a play, and that was on the one when Xavier made the diving catch against Northern Iowa. Yeah. The sense of urgency, I think, is what plays into that. These guys need to have a sense of urgency to go out and make a play, go out and take advantage of the opportunities that there are. And if they can do that, you can turn these things around relatively quickly without major changes. But it's how do you sow that sense of urgency into people without it having to like having to face the adversity to have the urgency come along with it. Yeah, and then how do you balance it with not pressing too much and not because Brees Hall talked about that, that maybe he feels like maybe he was pressing a little bit, maybe Brock is pressing a little bit. Sometimes you can talk about how you're not going to press enough that when something goes wrong, that urge to press because something should be a certain way can creep in. And, uh, you know, I thought, um, I, I thought that was a really interesting part of the conversation too because you, you, you just almost just have to clear your head and, and let it rip. And I think he, you know, Brees mentioned losing sight of having fun on the football field, and, and I think that all ties into what is what do people expect from us, not what do we expect from ourselves. And I think that's the task. I think Coach Campbell alluded to that, if not stating it outright. Uh, hey, just settle down. We've been here, we've lost five in a row, six in a row in Iowa, five in a row with Matt Campbell, the head of the program, and look at what has happened all but that first rebuild season. <laughs> They've gone on to some incredible things and upset. And, out of left field at Oklahoma with Kyle Kemp to quarterback. Um, you know, they get – just so many historically great things for Iowa State that have come out of this. And another thing that the defense that is great, I'd say spectacular as they played in the first two uh, weeks, Coach Campbell said it, you, you got to take the ball away too. I mean, yeah, you turn the ball over four times, but if you could have offset that with one or two takeaways – I'd have a different outcome, and, and we had one defensive player in, uh, it was Kaimani King, and he talked about that, you know, we, hey, okay, so we haven't given many yards, and as a defense, I haven't given up that many points necessarily in, in, in some t tough situations, but, you know, we have a zero turnover game, it's something we work on, something we take pride in, and that's something that has to change, and if it can, look, this team's going to be all right, they could rip off a... Uh, a lot of a lot of wins as they frequently have uh, after one and one starts or even an zero and two start in one of those seasons. So we'll see. But they're they're saying the right things and they've been all about the right things. And we've got all these seniors and leaders. If they're they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they correct uh, those things. And, and to hit, it would seem foolish to doubt them based on their track record. Couple quick injury notes. Uh, not didn't really get any clarity on what Charlie's situation is well we know he's never been 100 percent yeah on what Campbell said but yeah other than that didn't really get any information uh he talked about a lot of things when it asked that question but none of them were what Charlie's injury status are uh Orion Vance I think they feel confident that he's gonna play mm. we were told they felt confident he was gonna play last yeah, week yeah, too that yeah. obviously didn't happen so maybe something changed later in the week but uh from the sounds of what coach Campbell said this week it 
sounds likely he will probably play. Uh, Sean Shaw now, maybe even likely to play. Moved uh, from dude. doubtful to day to day. And yeah, he did run around and warm ups a little he bit. He did on warm Saturday up on well. Saturday, so I, I would not be surprised to see Sean Shaw at least play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that getting someone like him back will be good because I. I mean, I think that that receiver position has been an issue so far. The mm-hmm. There is a lack of just going and making a play. Yeah. I think that when you talk about guys that just need to go and make a play, like that, that position right there is, is crucial in that, where you not only do you have to make the plays that like are right in front of you, you just got, but sometimes you got to catch, you got to catch the ball, go make something happen, you know? And we know that they've got the guys in that position group to do that. We just haven't seen it yet. What, what can you do this weekend against a team that, theoretically, you should have those opportunities against? I'm in, that's one of those groups I'm going to be really interested to see because I think that those guys are ones that really need to step up. For Brock to be better, like you need your receivers to be better. Mm-hmm. And, and they just have not played to the level I think that they're expected to at this point. Well, you know, Xavier Hutchinson had the great, you know, incredible catch in, in the season opener. You know, one of those – picks of rock maybe it came out a little bit too hot but it's right there in front of you it just hits him on right the hands. Through his hands yeah and right into the basically bread basket of it's one that i know that he would tell you he should oh. catch 99 times out of 100 yeah and i mean i'll say one encouraging thing because i'm always the silver linings guy darren wilson on that drive that arguably i think the best drive they've had this season late in the first half i wouldn't even say it's arguable yeah i mean that 47-yard play or whatever, that was a product of great protection, great patience by Barack, and again, stretching Iowa from sideline to sideline instead of between the tackles and you know right up the middle, uh, whether it be in the passing game or the run game. I think Darren Wilson can be a special player. I think he's motivated. We heard about that in the you know heading into the season, given how he was banged up last season. If he can be that wrinkle there. And we know that Tariq got the touchdown. He had the, the tough play on special teams, but we know what he can do, and we know what Hutchinson's capable of doing. You sprinkle Sean Sean, Just Gates maybe gets a, a big catch to, to get his confidence or just get everything right with him. You're rolling. That's why they say it's little things, even though it, it seems like a, it is a big thing when they, they lose by double digits to Iowa. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's inarguably you watch the game. It's not like, wow, these guys aren't good enough they're very well good enough it's just a matter of ironing things out it's, it's as tough as that is to hear for fans but again they've done it before and uh you know you'd think they could do it again for sure um trying to think if there's anything else we should hit on i think that's just about it what's what, what are you focused on this week um i am going to uh kind of do a feature in advance of the game tying into where they're at and what they need to be um uh one of my favorite players on the team, Eni Wazarike, who um, we kept getting told he has an incredible story to tell. And then we're shot in the dark, asked him, and he said, you know what, I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like doing that because everyone has a story to tell. And, and my situation, whatever it is, every, everyone has a situation. It's all relative. Uh, what a mature response from the kid. And Coach Campbell elaborated a little bit on some of the challenges he's faced in his life. Well, elaborated a lot. And, uh, you know, he's just such a standard bearer. As, as Coach Campbell said, he dominated at nose, and then he's playing on the edge the other half of the game, and he's capable of doing both those things. And I talked to him a lot on media day and heading in, so I was looking for a good spot to drop that, and I think this is the week to do it. And other than that, your standard notes, you know, talking to Brees, what's he got to mm-hmm. say, and some of the other things uh, This for a notebook. But uh, that's 
that's uh, going to be my pleasure to, to put together a feature on any that ties into advancing the game. Absolutely. All right. We're looking forward to that. We'll have a bunch more good stuff for you guys here in uh, the days ahead of uh, this trip to Vegas. Hopefully have some more podcasts for you guys to listen to on your flights out there and, uh, you know, while you're spending some time on the strip. Maybe if you want to throw your headphones in while you're at the craps table. What's, what's your game of choice, Rob Gray, at the casino? Uh, blackjack. You strike, you strike me as maybe a Mahjong guy. <laughs> My daughter likes doing Mahjong. Can't you do, you can play Mahjong like for gambling at the casino, can't you? For I'm, some reason, I feel like you can. I'm or dominoes sure. or something. I, I'd be the guy that if I was, if I needed $1,000 and I had $500 to my name, I'd go under the roulette wheel and put it on black. And just say, <laughs> it's either going to happen, and it's 100% chance. 100% chance or it's not going to happen, and then you know, deal with deal with whatever happens. When Rob Gray has a hundred has fifty dollars or five hundred dollars and he needs another five hundred, he's going to leave it up to 50-50 chance right. to whether or not it's going to get. You're, he's going to get it. You're damn right. All right. Yeah. Fortune fortune favors the brave. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Stupid maybe. <laughs> you got to create your own luck. That's, That's what Coach right. Campbell says. That's, right. That's what Coach Campbell says. Uh, all right, guys. We'll uh, toss it off to Coach Campbell's press conference here uh, on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network after this short break. All right. You guys ready to roll? Um, so, you know, just from my end of things, you know, not much left to be said about last weekend. I think, you know, our, our team has really come back Sunday. I, I appreciate their, their mental mindset in terms of where we need to go and what we need to continue to do. Um, look forward to getting back on the practice field. I do think we've got a great challenge ahead of us. First road game of the season. Um, you know, a really talented young football team in a lot of ways. One of the most talented quarterbacks that I feel like we've seen so for a uh, dynamic playmaker and then on the defensive side really opportunistic athletic a lot of young guys that play really hard so a lot of respect for the opponent that we we play this weekend and and uh, you know with that said Randy I'll, I'll turn it to you Matt given that your team improves every week which it has which it has what's the how do you how does the defense live up to that how does the defense improve every week it's from what it's playing now well, you know, I, I think their challenges only continue to, to, you know, rise, in my opinion. You know, what you're going to see this week, uh, you know, an elite talent at quarterback. Um, you've got a couple elite playmakers at the receiver position. And so, you know, you, you get different challenges each week. And, you know, I, I would just say in general, the rhythm of the football game we've yet to capture as a team. And I think that's probably the most disappointing part of where we've started the season off. And even though we've had great moments of defensive football and a lot of it um, so far in eight quarters, man, some of the moments we've missed. And, you know, whether it's, man, the big turnover, the big stop on third and long. And so I think there's still areas that, you know, if you would ask Coach Haycock and you'd ask our defensive players, man, there's areas they have to be better and we have to be better. And, you know, when you're talking about it, our key for success is playing in rhythm as a football team, then man, everybody's got to look internally and say, how do we swing the tide and the rhythm into the favor of what's allowed us to play successful football here? And that's really where I feel like we've missed the boat. So I, I think all of us are on high alert in terms of a sense of urgency of finding that rhythm right now as a football team. Offensively, when you guys are going through and trying to see where you can make improvement, what are you looking for on film? What are you seeing? And then how does that translate into getting things pointed in the direction you want them to? Well, like, I, I would say just like I felt like after week one, I, I don't think you're really far off. I mean, you're, you're talking about 
inches rather than miles in terms of where we are offensively. And, you know, again, I, it's the same word. It's a lack of rhythm. You know, you're, you have great chunk plays. You have great individual efforts. You have 10 guys doing the right thing. And then, you know, you have a, a turnover here or a miscatch there that leads to a turnover or a fumble there, and you can't catch rhythm. And so, you know, I, I think globally, even on that side of the football, it's, man, what are you doing? Well, there are still a lot of really good things that are happening. And then how do we put it all together? How do we find that consistency that we're lacking? And so, um, you know, I, I think from that end of it, it, it really, when you're searching for that, it still goes back to the fundamentals and detail of our sport. And that's where I, I would still say, when you look at the first two games, that's where we're a hair off right now. How have you seen Brock respond from Saturday? Yeah, I think he's been awesome. You know, I, I mean, you know, Brock's been, you know, incredible, was incredible in terms of just even how he handled himself Saturday to, you know, I, that's gut-wrenching when it doesn't go your way. And, you know, some of the things that happen in the game really aren't on you as the quarterback, but everybody's perception is that it is. Um, so, you, you know, the, the reality of it is it, it's tough to play that position, but man, he's played it for four years. I think he knows how to handle tough times, and I think that's what made him so successful. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of what he's done and what he's stood for so far. You said you wanted to evaluate that film uh, and his play on Saturday. I'm curious what stood out. Yeah, I thought really good decision making. Um, you know, I, I think he'd probably like to have one throw back in terms of, you know, the ball kind of slips out of his hand on the big post and, you know, but yet still gives the guy a chance to make a play and we don't make the play. Um, other than that, I think when you look at his decision making during the football game, he's right where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. And so, you know, I, I just think a lack of the consistency around him, you know, really led to, you know, a subpar offensive performance globally by all 11 players. So, um, man, other than that, I, I think from Brock's standpoint, he'll only continue to improve as, as the, the other 10 players around him continue to have consistency as well. You talked about that offensive rhythm. I'm curious, what does that look like for Brock specifically? Have you watched us play the last three years? You know, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like when he's at his best, just in your opinion. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, he's been outstanding. You know, I, I mean, I think when you look at him play, it's it's man, you're spreading the ball around. The playmakers are making really good plays, um, you know, and the guys are making the plays that they need to make. And so I, I think Brock is a product when you're the quarterback, you're certainly a product of what the other 10 guys do. Right. And when you look at Brock in the first two games, I don't think you don't see the ball going where it's supposed to be. I don't think you don't see. Uh, um, you know, him mishandling the football. I don't think any of those things are happening, but I do think you see that with some of the other players that are around him. So, you know, again, I think when you see him playing really well, the ball's being spread where it's supposed to be. He's making really great decisions and the offense is flowing with great execution. Matt, um, wanted to ask you about any um, as a guy who, you know, well, you talk about loving to watch the development of guys from football players, but also into men. How has he kind of been a standard bearer of that for you throughout his career? Well, I mean, you know, Annie's got such a fascinating story, right? I mean, and it's probably not my job to tell the entire story right now, but what he's come from as a 17-year-old young man out of, out of Detroit, um, you know, he loses his father in his life during uh, his time in high school. 
and then he loses his father for the rest of his life three days before we leave to go play Notre Dame and his father passes away. Um, he's an incredible brother slash father figure to his younger brother who has autism and, and has been a pillar of strength for him and his mother. And, and he's one of those guys that, yeah, he's a great player. Like, if you watch his game on Saturday, you want to talk about big-time football. And, man, the guy's playing nose half the game and dominating the game. And then he's playing to end half the game and dominating it. Decides to come back here um, because the betterment of himself. But I think he knew that he could only en enhance himself but he can also enhance our team from a leadership perspective. I think Enny's a natural born giver. And, you know, you, you, we talk a lot in our program and give more of yourself than you take from the whole. And I think he's been a pillar of excellence that way. But his story may be one of the great stories that we've had since I've been here, what he is, who he is, what he stands for, what he's about. And it's really, man, you say, Matt, why do you love coaching college football? Man, I love coaching college football because of guys like Enny, because here's a guy that's changed his life his family's life and his future forever and you know it's it's awesome to lead with young men like that and really kind of the same reason you'd say man why do you feel like you're going to be all right coach like we got those kind of guys in the locker room we'll be just fine so um but yeah he's got an incredible story and and couldn't be prouder of who he is as a human and certainly now what he's become and I, I would say a dominant figure right now in the first two football games he's a completely different football player than he was even a year ago and I think really good decision for him to come back because he's playing at a really elite level for us. And just a quick follow up on him we talked about the story and coach Rashid talked about it when we met with him earlier and he doesn't want to tell a story yeah he says everyone's got a story what yeah. does that say about him that he's kind of he's like I, I, you know, somebody else has something they've gone through too. And, yeah. you know, I don't want that. Well, I think it's the humility. You know, I think that's really what any has always stood for. You know, he's quiet um, until poked. And once poked, you, you better look out. And, and you know, I, I do think that's one of the things that I, I have such a great appreciation for him. There's there's elite humility in, in that human being. And, you know, he would even tell you from the game standpoint, man, I got to get better, you know, meeting with our seniors on Sunday. And he's the first guy, I have to be better. We got to get the ball turned over on the defensive side of the football. We got to help the offense so they're not starting inside the 10-yard line. Like, that's the kind of guy that, that you're talking talking about and and so to me I think just that comment alone man I can give you so many great examples of why that guy's so special in our football program so great question what did you see from Brees after the fumble on Saturday it I guess from my perspective watching the press box and watching the game again on Sunday it seemed like he was running with kind of a different purpose after that maybe happened yeah, boy, I hope so. You know, I mean, man, what a what a critical error in the game. And, you know, I think when you're an A player, you need to be able to play football. And, you know, I think there's got to be a sense of urgency to play that way. And, you know, again, I think Brees is also a byproduct of, man, the other 10 players got to do their job when you're the running back. And there's no doubt about it. But taking care of the football is singular that's that's your responsibility especially when you're the ball carrier and I, I think from that standpoint of it you know he's disappointed nobody nobody wants to make mistakes you know Brees is a perfectionist in a lot of ways he knows what he wants to be and what he wants to become but I saw a sense of urgency I saw a, a demeanor about him in terms of how he responded to it and hopefully that same sense of urgency continues not only for him but for the entirety of our football team 
Matt, what, excuse me, what part of the defense are you most proud of? I mean, you just spoke about any. Um, the linebackers are playing great. Um, Aishim and Kamani King and, and, and Eisworth, Mr. Quiet Leader, doing his, his thing yeah. back there. But what, what impresses you the most, or what are you most proud of as far as the defense is concerned? You know, I, I would say to me, you know, the leadership that is coming out of that group in terms of the standard of what our football team and program needs to look like. And I would hope that's where it would be too, right? You've got so many of those guys that are back. Um, I really feel like that group has been in unison and lockstep through, you know, fall camp on. And, you know, fortunately for them, it's been able to be very healthy. You know, there's that we haven't missed a beat there. And I, I really think that that group in terms of even as the game was waning, people are leaving the stadium and yet we're still in the football game, right? And, you know, doubt is starting to creep in that that defense continued to fight and give us a chance to, to be in the football game all the way till the last second of the football game. And so to me, that's the characteristic. That's who we've been here. You know, whatever the result is, whatever the scoreboard says at the end is what it is. And that's that's what we got to live with and we got to figure it out. But the how we do what we do is really the staple of what's allowed us to be successful. And that to me is probably the most impressive thing that I've seen through two football games is their standard of, man, just play the next play. Good, bad, and different. And not to say it's been perfect, but the standard to continue to play and not look at the scoreboard till the, till the game ends, that group's done a great job of that. Matt, Brees hasn't had a tough stretch of running like this since 2018, his freshman year. I mean, what has to happen for him to change numbers-wise and, and see closer to that 100-yard mark or more? Yeah, and, and, and I, again, I think from, from our end, it, it it really goes back offensively. You know, you, you look at even this, this past week's game, the rhythm of the game, and I know I keep hitting on this, and I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but man, that is, that is paralyzing us a little bit. You know, um, you talk about field position, you know, four of our first six drives start inside our 10-yard line on last Saturday. That's tough, tough to play really good offense. You're just trying to, man, get the first down and swing the field position, especially when your defense is playing good um, and you, you almost get trapped into a, a different kind of football game than maybe you want to play in um, especially early and you know you, you go back to the to the UNI game and I, I think you know even in that football game the rhythm of the game changes early you know you, you have a couple unique things that happen and you put yourself in second and long so I think we have to swing the rhythm of the game holistically as a football team into our favor and you know that's playing good on special teams that's man that's you know staying ahead of the sticks on the offensive side of the football that's execution on third down man that's getting off the field on third down um, so I, I think when you just even talk about one part of it one part of it's being affected by the whole and you know our, our whole is off right now that and we've got to be able to have a sense of urgency of getting that fixed in every way shape and form right now in terms of our, our football team. I was hoping you could talk, I guess, the nature of the quarterback position, because as you said, you know, whatever happened on Saturday maybe weren't all Brock's fault, but he's still the guy that comes out of the game. Presumably, that's the quickest way to change the dynamic of an offense at that position. Well, I think he's the he's the guy to come out of the game more for his benefit than anybody else. You know, I, I think from my end of it, it's a chance to, man, take a step back, see what's going on, knowing that some of these things aren't in his favor. And, you know, man, even the last play that happens in terms of the interception, like, man, 
guy's wide open. He's going to the right guy. The guy sticks his paw up, and gets the ball gets the ball gets batted right in this one of their guys' hand. And so, you know, that's to me, it's not on Brock. Man, that's on. We got to do a better job in protection. We got to make sure that that guy's hand gets down. And that's a situation for him to be able to take a step back, take a breath, get his bearings right. And I, I, I do think in some way it really helped him. And so, you know, I, I think just from, from our end of it, it, it is a mental game. It's way more than a mental game than it is a physical game. And, you know, I, I think you want to do everything in your power as the head football coach, not only to protect the quarterback, but put him in the best best position going forward to be successful and sometimes that's hey man we're gonna things aren't going great around you right now we're gonna let you come over here settle yourself in and let's let's get through through this football game and then we'll get the things around you corrected so you can be your best and let you continue to shine and I think that's more of my my sense of it but I do think it's more mental than it is anything else and um, you know nobody wants to win and nobody's given really Iowa State football in the history of this school more of an opportunity to win and has one more than Brock Purdy. So, uh, you know, I think anybody that would say anything different is foolish. When you got here, an emphasis, recruiting emphasis, I know was was tight ends. I mean, mm -hmm. you've talked about that a few times. Defensively, what was what did this program lack that you needed to fix ASAP? Well, defense line, you know, Randy, I, I think when you look at that defensive front and not to say there weren't capable bodies when we got here, but the lack of capable bodies and the lack of development there, I think, was one of the one of the areas that was painful. And it, it was it's a challenge to play good football without a great defensive front. And, you know, I, I've always been a believer that you still win football games on the offense and defensive line. And, you know, as I'm saying that and yet, you know, um, we, in my opinion, have played really well in those areas in the first two games. We've still lacked the consistency on winning, but I still think it gives you the greatest chance to have success. That offensive line, that defensive line and those two having the ability to serve everybody else around you and uh, the defensive front was priority number one for us and you know we've been fortunate you look at some of those guys that we've been able to 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 have play for us a lot of football Zach Peterson now Annie Will McDonald um, Tucker Robertson played his role and has done a really great job for us so you know we're, we're, we're really fortunate that we were able to kind of hit on some of those guys early you know Jaquan is would be in that boat as well but uh, yeah we're really really fortunate and it's an area that continues to be priority number one for us when we talk recruiting on the defensive side. Do you find a perfect defensive lineman? And I know you use the pro formula a lot. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think for, for me, and again, each position's a little bit different. Um, you know, I think the, the, the pass rushing defensive end is, is all about the twitch and the ability to win the one-on-one -on -one pass rush. The, you know, the more of the six technique defensive end is, man, length and the ability to control or control one to two gaps at a time. And then, you know, the interior piece of that defensive line it's all about strength and it's, it's you know sometimes it has to do with arm length sometimes it has to do with takeoff um, but the ability to control the middle of the field and um, you know I think those are things that we look for when but each criteria has got its kind of own entity that's really
really important for us. And then, you know, I think when you when you just talk in general, and that's one thing about Coach Rashid's consistency within our football program, is there is an attitude and effort standard too. And I think that's the area when I'm probably most appreciative that we haven't missed on is, man, there's a standard to play on the defensive line here. And there was a standard to play on the defensive line at Toledo, and there was here. And, you know, that's, man, the ability to run to the football and play consistently. So I think on top of that, there's a cultural standard that we look for on that defensive front as well. So I think you tie all those things together. It, it's allowed us to at least try to identify those qualities and get the right guys in here. Matt, how far off uh, of 100% is Charlie right now? And is this maybe a game going into Big 12 play in two weeks that you might limit some reps for him, or is he 100% right now? Boy, you know, I, I would say, you know, probably today he's, he's a lot closer than he was last Tuesday. Um, I think right now part of, you know, our, our lack of rhythm would be kind of some of these tweaks and injuries that maybe we had for the last two weeks of camp and going into the early part of the season. And so the, the reality is it is all hands on deck. You, you got a really young and up and coming football team that you're going to go to their place and play on a, a marquee evening football game. Um, you're a football team that's looking to become the best version of yourself and you only get 12 opportunities to, to guarantee yourself to do it. Um, man, there's got to be a sense of urgency for all of us. So, um, no, I, I would expect Charlie to only improve from where he was even on Saturday to hopefully where he is to come this this coming Saturday. Matt, what stuck out, stuck out to me about the defense on Saturday is, you know, you're turning the ball over and they're spending a lot more time on the field, right? Um, is that settling for you that if you have it your way, you know, you're not turning the ball over, they're spending less time on the field, and given how much time they were on the field, they still played that well. Sure. You know, that's got to be pretty settling for you, right? Yeah, and, and I just think when you're, a, when you're a football player, you want to play. You know, like, man, I, I, I can tell you being the defensive player um, and, and being the guy in that boat, man, you just want to be on the field and you want to play and you want to you do everything in your power to help the team win the football game. And to me, that is one standard that I didn't see fade in any phase on the football game on Saturday was, man, our kids till the last whistle were straining to give ourselves the best opportunity to win the football game. Was it perfect? No. Uh, was it pretty? Man, it wasn't. But man, was the demeanor and was the leadership there? Phew. Man, I, I would say yes. So um, that's what gives you hope. And certainly the defensive side of the football did some great things. I mean, their fight at the last goal line stand um, to, to keep us within striking distance in the football game, huge play. So yeah, I, I would say I was really proud of those guys. When you talk about the offense, is I mean, is it safe to say that, you know, not necessarily just with Brock or Brees or whoever, sometimes it just boils down to somebody's just got to make a play. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it just got to make a play, make well, something happen. Well, I, I would say, Jared, globally, like, right, like, it's not just on offense, like, man, got to get the ball turned over. You know, we got to make the stop on third and 14. We got to catch the ball on the punt. Like, you got to go make the play, right? And and so I, that's where that word sense of urgency, like, man, if there's not a sense of urgency now, and, and, and obviously there wasn't Saturday, and that's why I say some of that comes on the head football coach. Why is that sense of urgency not there? Why have I not gotten that out of us? I don't know, but I haven't done a great enough job to get that done. Do I think we got great guys? Yes. Do I think our, our sense of urgency is there? Man, I, I, I haven't seen us make that play. And to be honest with you, and, and really, 
the first two football games, when has that happened? You know, when when have we, man, when have you seen us? I think X's big play maybe against you and I is probably the, the one time I saw us kind of have a sense of urgency and like, man, go make the play. So I think uh, I think that it's fitting for everybody right now within the organization of, man, there's got to be a sense of urgency to make that play, to swing the tide, to get the momentum, to create that rhythm that, that we've played with at a really high rate. Um, but we're certainly lacking that so far in the early part of the season. To piggyback on that and what you said about guys being dinged up, it looked like Brees might have a play like that where he turned the corner, I think, in the first half and gets tripped up from behind. Is that a product of him being a little dinged up going into camp? Yeah, you know, and and, and really, I I would tell you for the first two weeks of camp was as talented and as best I've seen Brees Hall. And, you know, kind of midway through camp had to deal with a couple things. And so, you know, that's part of it's part of our sport and it's part of the game. So I, I, I do. I still feel like, man, he's working himself back into, you know, where he needs to be and where you want him to be. And, um, you know, hopefully, again, that sense of urgency to get where he needs to be is that. But I do think all those things, I think even, you know, you flip the film on from the week before and you're talking about inches off. There's there's plays there to be made and we're inches away from making them and so um, you know what a great challenge for our football team and our program right now. Orion and Sean's availability? Yeah I, I would tell you Sean um, probably would go from doubtful right now to day to day. Um, I probably highly optimistic that there's a chance he plays in the football game and I think we feel the same way right now about Orion Vance. So um, I, I think that was one of the bright spots on Sunday is man our, our our injury report of where we're at and where we're going into this part of the game we're, we're, a, we're a lot better than I thought we would be at this point of the season. So I think that's a huge positive. Going back a little bit, um, how do you as a coach this week get that sense of urgency out of this team? What, what do you have to do? Boy, you know, I wish I could play, you know, like I wish I was playing, um, but I can't. So my job is to help guide the leaders and my job is to help, uh, you know, make sure, you know, we continue. And I don't feel like we've missed the boat on this at all is continue to demand the standard in terms of cultural. Um, you know, I think it's hard. It's hard whether you win or you lose. It's always hard to deal with either one of those things. And I think any time that you're starting to go through the flow of the football season, the cultural residual of whatever just happened, that's a challenge. And so my job every day that I walk into this organization, whether it's our coaches, our players, or anybody that's involved, is I'm going to fight for the standard and I'm going to fight for our culture. And so I don't think that's going to be missing. I think I'm coming swinging for everything that I can in terms of what I saw Sunday, what I see Monday, and what I see today. And, you know, I I don't think I'm changing very much other than, man, we're going to continue to demand it and we're going to find the guys that are going to do it the way we expect it to be done. And you know what, if you if you don't have it, the nice thing about our program now is we got a lot of guys that are ready to go. And so, you know, we'll play the guys that we trust, as I've always said in our program, and that continue to, in the word, trust is a word that's used in the present tense, right? Like it's always evolving. And, you know, I think that's something that's really big for us right now is just continue to make sure we're doing everything that's the best interest of our culture and our program, and that's my responsibility. All right, Coach, thanks. All right, guys, thank you.